This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right. Yeah, Pat, you were given bad advice. Uh, bad <laughs> advice before the Wolves-Oklahoma City game. No well, faith. I probably, I probably should have paid more attention to the way Oklahoma City's playing. <laughs> they just lost to Detroit. Maybe they're having the same uh, problems our boys are uh, because uh, the first half last night, now I think both teams were guarding uh, the hell out of each other, but uh, the first half last night was really ugly. And then the uh, the uh, Timberwolves had that nice little run at the stretch, what, 9-0 and uh, won the ball game. And I got a lot of heat from people for ripping Ant for whining after the dunk, you know, that he was crying that he got fouled. And I, I just don't want another one of those guys on the court. You just made a dunk that basically won the game for you. Don't go over and start screaming at the referees. Just, you know, after the game, say, hey, that guy hacked me on it. I, I, he's, he's, getting, he's getting too hard on the referees, and we don't need two of those guys who never get a call now, right? So but it, said- is, it, is, it is weird, though, that, like, other players get the assumed foul, and he gets hammered on plays yes. and doesn't get a sniff yes, on but, that. But screaming doesn't do any good about it. You know, screaming is not going to change it. We saw what happens when you scream at the end of the Charlotte game when Cat got hacked a lot worse than Ant did going to the basket last night with a second and a half to go. And they said, let her go, Cat. You've been whining for years. You're not going to get a call from us. So uh, uh, last night, I actually looked up the fouls and they were 21-19 for San Antonio. Now, I mean, for Oklahoma City. Now, they might add a couple at the end to uh, do that, but they shot more free throws. And and there's no doubt that uh, uh, the SGA or whatever his name is, uh, is gets a lot, you know, he, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He must never complain. He must just take what they give him, right? He's a great defender, too. I heard... Uh, I had the privilege of being in the car for a little bit and hearing Alan Horton because it was one of the rare games where they actually on the radio. uh, It was, it was on the big stick. Yeah. And I was uh, driving around in the first half and he was uh, telling about uh, the the metrics that they've developed now for one-on-one guarding people. And he's one of the best in the league at that too. So he's, uh, yeah, no, he's legitimately just a top five player in the league. It's pretty, how can he not be considered as MVP though? Cause he's not a big lug scoring 50 once in a while. I mean, it's gotta be, be he should be in the running. Yeah. Yes, he should. He's great, but, Hey, that was a nice win, and that was a great play by Ann at the at the end of Duncan, uh, and uh, it was uh, it was an interesting rotation too that they let uh, Walker out. Uh, Alexander Walker handle the ball as much as he did, and he's he doesn't score, but he he did okay, and he defends. He was guarding his cousin most of the game, I guess, when he was on the court. Which he's is the best one against inter- him, it, huh? He he's the best defender against uh, Shea. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's good. A he's chance. a good perimeter defender, probably the best by far, the best they have. And then mm-hmm. and he had McDaniel's had a good night too, guarding people. So they shut down Holmgren completely. He had what four points, something like that. 
Yeah, he, drives, uh, he had yeah, four points. He tries to do a lot of stuff, but if you can, if they let you muscle him a little bit, he's going to be in trouble because he weighs 180 pounds at seven foot two or something. So uh, you can push him around, but that's uh, maybe it'll get him straightened out now. You're going to miss Conley for a while, but I guess they their solution to a backup point guard is not to have one and let uh, uh, Alexander Walker. Ball well, was, McLaughlin was really good last night too. Yeah. You know, he was like four, four for four, I think, in that game and yeah. hit a couple big shots. But yeah, he you can't play him for thirty minutes. Yeah, but. and you worry about him staying healthy too because he's he hasn't had that uh, track record of staying healthy. But uh, you know, it's happening all over the league. When you look, it's like the NFL, man. I mean, the, okay, the NFL they're missing four or five of their starters here. You miss one. It's the same difference. And uh, a lot of teams getting hurt. Uh, my Knicks, who by the way are 13 and two this month. And if they win tonight against Utah at home, they'll have the best record for a month in Knicks history. Wow. But they don't have Ram Randall dislocated his shoulder and he's out. And I think the guy they just got from Toronto got hurt last night too. Uh, who's been playing great for them. So, uh, they, they, they're they going to run into the same situation. And plus, Tibbs plays that Brunson into the, into the ground, man. He's up 19 last night, and Brunson's still out there with five minutes to go. I was watching a little bit of that, too. So, uh, But, yeah, it's happening all over the league, getting guys getting banged up. It's just, you know, you just hope it's not two weeks. You just hope it's three to eight games or something like that. Yeah. These two teams, by the way, the Oklahoma City and the Timberwolves, they chirp back and forth on oh, yeah. Instagram and stuff. At one point, I think it was after their last win, it was sometime earlier this year, Chet Holmgren had commented on some Instagram post, this is what movies are made of, mocking oh, cat from last year. <laughs> it's good, man. These are – who would have yeah. saw this coming as one of the big Western Conference rivalries, but it's it's coming down yeah, the pipe. We, it's going to be up to the Timberwolves to stick with it because this Oklahoma City team is young and uh, now – when are they going to have to pay the max to uh, the SGA? When are, they, when are they have to pay the max or SAG or whatever the hell is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's SGA. Shea Gilgis Alexander. SGA. Yeah, he's an Ale- Yeah, that's right. He's he's Alexander at the back, and our Alexander is in the middle. Right. That's the, that's the difference. There. We got a na and an SGA. It's a lot of hyphens, a lot of a lot of letters. Yeah, a lot but of. They're going to have to pay him the uh, super max here pretty soon because he's going to be all big, all uh, NBA first team, and uh, you know that means you're going to get get the huge amount of money. That'll that'll hurt him a little bit. They, you know, it's funny they had that great team. They took it apart, and uh, now they and they people stopped coming to the games for a couple of years. They had nobody at the games and then now they're back on the bad wagon. Did you notice this about those hillbillies though? Oklahoma city and places like that. They boo the officials more than any place. They, it, it's like oh, yeah. smaller market. Utah's that way. You know, they, 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 these, these outposts of the NBA, they're the greatest booers of uh, of the officials of, of anybody. They they think they're getting robbed at, at all times. But, uh, yeah, this team would be drawn good in Seattle, don't you think? <laughs> they would. Well, think about – so I think it's been now 15 years yeah. that Sam Presti has been running that front office. Yeah. He was with the Spurs for the early 2000s, mm-hmm. so he was a he was in that, that – uh, like, like 2000 to like 2008. but. He built up the first version, like you yeah. said, with Durant and James Harden and Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook. 
and to now be building up another Western Conference powerhouse. And no one yes. no one really talks about him outside of like, you know, hardcore NBA people. I don't know that Sam Presti is a household name or not, but and, and when they tra- they tra- Harden was a sixth man there and when they traded him Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, and then he came this this great offensive player, and everybody ripped the Oklahoma City for getting rid of him. But you know, then we found out he was an idiot. So uh, you know, once he once he stopped being the sixth man, he uh, then he then he became crazy. So you know, who's going to be the flop of this season? The Suns. Booker's getting fifty a game, and they're not winning. How about they're, that? Uh, so yeah, Booker and Carl Anthony Towns, couple of good old pals. Yes, dropping buddy. 60 points and losing in, in the last week. Well, I was thinking the other night, uh, he got 50 and Durant got 15. How long do you think Durant's going to take that, you know, <laughs> with his ego? He's a very it, sensitive fella, you know. In a losing effort, yeah, it's not going to yeah, fly. Yeah, that's not going to work too well. But, hey, good win. And uh, I might have been, you know, I might have been lucky that I never put up, never. Uh, you cost the guy his house. I'm like, yeah, right. Some guy, guy tweeted you. Thanks a lot. I just left the casino. His house. I said, I owe you a beer. You he, know, had to so. wa- he had to walk home. He lost his house, car, <laughs> wife, dog. He's a country song. That's now. right. I've done that before. <laughs> I think one of my, one of my real insurances was when the Vikings were going to beat the Eagles in oh, the uh, NFC championship game. So everything you got, go over there and bet on. Uh, Vikings expert telling Mel Kuyper, put the house <laughs> yeah. on this game. Mel, Mel don't try to tell me about football. This is going to be an ass kick, and the Vikings are going to name the score against this collection. Yeah, that didn't work out. So, anyway. did you give him your top five quarterback prospect rankings on that episode too? <laughs> and another thing, Mel, you've got yes, your uh, quarterbacks right. out of order. That's right. I haven't looked at uh, Mel's uh, big board yet. Where's he? Uh, where's uh, Where's he have the quarterbacks these days? He uh, he did. He put his a... 1.0 mock out last week, and we did Williams, go over it. Williams one, Drake made two, and uh, and the kid from LSU three. Is that basically yeah. it? Yeah, yes. he went pretty, pretty, pretty chalk heavy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it in front of me, but he usually so he puts it, the first one out now, and then he'll do another one around the combine. So, and they got rid of the other guy, right, McShay? They got rid of him. Yes, yeah, he, got rid they of did him. not renew his contract. So yeah. that was a that was probably Mel calling that shot, right? I don't think Mel likes sharing the center stage. Do you? Well, Todd also he, he went through some health issues too. Oh, okay. He was kind of he had to take a leave at one point, and there's there are some things going on there mm-hmm. with Todd. Okay. Well, hey, you could see the rivalry sometimes when they started bickering about uh, about certain like fourteenth overall draft choices or something like Todd, that. Todd, 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 Todd. Mel won it though, Patrick. <laughs> You're exactly right. Mel, Mel said, "Get this punk out of here. It's my yeah, mock draft. It's my thing. Leap him. Exactly. I don't. I don't work to keep this hairdo, yep. this color, this hard at this stage of my life to have some other punk coming in here and trying That's to right. push me out of the side. Damn it." Yeah, yeah. That's get right. out of my, get out of the house that Mel built, you guy. Okay. Uh, Jorge Polanco traded to the Seattle Mariners. I think we night. talked about that yesterday, right? We uh, figured that they were going to try to move him because they got Julian and they got Brooks Lee, and uh, they they're in good shape for middle infielders. And they got Correa signed forever. And I, people talk about Correa moving to third. Yeah, that'd be smart. Let's take the best shortstop in the, in the game and move him to third base. No. What, what the hell are you talking about? But anyway, uh, I why do they want another bad arm 
pitcher, though. I suppose they had to take him for those people to take Polanco's salary, huh? You're talking about Di Sclafani? Yeah. Two years ago, he was two years ago, he was good. The last two years, he's been hurt. Their track record with injured pitchers. Uh, does the name Malley come to mind? Does the name uh, Homer Bailey come to They're mind? They're paying like four mil here, though, Pat. It's not that that much. They, I, I think the Giants keep part of the salary, and Seattle agreed to as well. So I think that that's the yeah. I think it's more. They the still buy. cut they salary like, by doing. They this. probably like the relief pitcher, and maybe one of the prospects is yep. pretty good. They but do. They so were... yeah, the, Justin Justin uh, Topa is the relief pitcher. He was really good for them. He was kind of a late bloomer. He was in the minor yeah. leagues for ten years. I, I think the centerpiece of the deal is actually the nineteen-year-old outfielder Gabriel Gonzalez, who becomes he's a he's like a top seventy-five prospect on MLB.com. Mm-hmm. He's at okay. high A, so he'll be up in a couple years. Yeah, that's uh, about the about the time Bucks Ironman efforts in uh, center field are coming to an end. We might have another center fielder, but uh, yeah, I mean that's not. Uh, I mean Jorge was uh, a, a really good player here. He's an All Star starter one year. I remember uh, Phil. You were probably in spring training the year he popped up positive on uh, steroids, weren't you? Were you there that year? Uh, that, that I think that was, shocked, I think Wetmore was down there for that. Shocked so. the living bejeebers out of all of us that this quiet guy yeah. over here was, uh, taking vitamins, but, uh, he missed, missed half that season and, uh, really quiet guy. It's, it's amazing that he and, he and Miguel grew up a mile apart, played ball together as kids were good friends. There couldn't be more two different personalities than those two guys i mean yeah. i maybe you know maybe jorge was uh when he got out and with the guys he was a party guy but boy when in the clubhouse he was the quietest guy you ever saw and uh and uh he wanted to play you know he was pretty much an iron man playing through stuff until last year he was i mean he was they were always talking about him being injured but he'd play and uh and they you know he started to fade last year missed half the season almost didn't he Mm-hmm. missed 80 games or 53. something. So he can hit a switch hitter though. He's uh, you know, he could have been your DH, you know, he could have, he could have looked at it that way, but they, I don't think they want to get into that full-time DH thing anymore. So. It, it sounds like the, the hope here, and this would actually be a good thing is that if, uh, if the pitcher can stay healthy, that Varlin can go to the bullpen. Uh, yes. Yeah. But that's, that's a big they, if. They want, I, I talked to Felby about this, uh, at the luncheon Friday beforehand. I said, I like, I said, Barlin's a reliever. You know that, don't he? He says, well, you know, we really like him as a reliever, but we might need him as a starter. He said, so. I like I, it. You know, I mean, well, look at him. He goes, I know. I agree with you, but I just like the fact that you told him that's good. Hey, just, just tell Rocco that it's okay to use him for two innings. Okay. If he comes in in the sixth. Yeah. And he strikes out two guys on 14 pitches. Then you can bring him back out for the seventh. That's okay. That's legal. So, uh, you know, you can, you can use him, use him for two in. So, uh, you know, I, I want Barlin in the bullpen, but I think there's gotta be, they gotta come. I, you can't count on this guy. I mean, they're already saying that uh, he'd be, they, they were saying, uh, but he got traded to Seattle this at the end of last season, right? Yeah, like in December. In the, when they who the Giants bring in the high price? Oh, Robbie Ray, in the Robbie Ray trade, and they, they Seattle they made Seattle take the money, I suppose, and then uh, but 
I, I was reading stuff about him last night and a lot of thought that he wouldn't be ready to pitch when the season started. It was an ankle injury, broken ankle or something, but the year before it was an arm injury. So. You talking about Di Sclafani? Yeah. That was he, first. Yeah, he has an elbow issue right now. That's Okay, then yeah. he had yeah, a, the ankle, the, issue, ankle issue was the year before. He missed two mm-hmm. months. Yeah. A broken ankle, and then he's just a flexor strain. You guys, don't worry about it. He's a hundred percent going to need Tommy John surgery within twelve months. But they at least they got a couple other. We got good trainers. That trainer last year telling me that uh, telling us in that little group he didn't think Mally might not (laughs) Mally might not have to miss a start. You know, right then I decided I'm never going to another one of these confabs with the trainer because he didn't pitch again the rest of the year. So you've got right now on paper, Pablo's your number one starter, and then Joe Ryan's your number two starter. Then it's, I guess it's probably Chris Paddock, who, by the way, if you're looking for 180 innings out of Chris Paddock, that's a stretch, right? And then Bailey Ober, his innings should be able to go up again this year. And then Di Sclafani right now is your number five. So so 40% of your rotation, really iffy in terms of, are they able to even handle an innings workload? And Di Sclafani, uh, guarantee that dude needs Tommy John, like I said, in the next 12 months. Get a left-handed starter. I want a left-handed starter. I, they, last year, who made the start last year in September? It was their first oh, left-handed start in um, like 400 games or something. <laughs> uh, somebody started, some lefty uh, started. Oh, it was Keichel, Dallas Keichel. Keichel, yeah, when they got him in there. Bring him back. Let's have that slop. I don't bring in. Let's look at that slop a little Would more. Would you rather have Dallas Keichel or Anthony DeSclafani as your number five starter? You have to choose only those two options. <laughs> I don't know anything about the other guy, except I ex- I assume he'll be hurt and won't be able to pitch, so I guess I'll go with Keichel. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what uh, – don't we have a – What's our? We just named some kid the uh, the minor league player of the year, Colby Lewis. He has yeah. six pitches. Let's Corey Lewis. Let's go. Let's let's bring him. You know why? Don't they? They got don't they got it? The young guy that made a start late last season. Who was that guy? Supposed to be a hot Falby, Pat. I know he's your guy. You're clearly telling him you're you're pulling the strings. Of, of course, no, I don't pull this. the strings. But when I tell a guy, and when I talk to a guy, I said, you know, I kind of twist the question. You got to use Barwin as a reliever, right? <laughs> you know, that's not. That's, so it's a question. You know, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, I like if if Barlin's in the bullpen, I like their bullpen. Yeah, if if Barlin's in it, I like it, and I, I think mm-hmm. Justin Topa is going to be Justin Topa's a he he's what they call a uh, heavy fastball guy, okay. hard, hard, heavy, sinking. That Kyle Waldrip, but better fastball from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Brock Stewart, back and healthy, and Griffin Jack. So they've got some arms. They, they, yeah, they do. Uh, Caleb, it'll be interesting to see how Caleb is as your lefty. The guy they got to straighten out is that Moran. They got to get, you know, he's got a good arm, but God, yeah. he won't throw enough strikes. He drives you crazy. Is he still there? Did they keep him or did they? Uh, I think they might have let him go. He is uh, no longer on go. their 40 man. No. Yeah. I think they might have let him go. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, I always thought, oh, here he comes. And then he'd walk. He'd get two guys out and then walk the next two. Alcala is still there. And I, I, think, I think the last spot is between Alcala and Funderburk. Uh, oh, yeah. Is Funderburg still on? A, he's still on the forty man. They yeah, they they only man. have. Th- by the way, they only have three lefties on their forty man. So it's yeah, it's Steelbar, really Funderburg, and then Brent Hedrick is the other lefty. 
Oh, he didn't get he didn't get taken off the boy. That tells you how thin you are when he gets he doesn't get taken off the forty. They, man. Yeah, they he don't not have a big league. Hey, Derek, he's not a big league pitcher. Okay, <laughs> but he's left-handed, I, so he's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could ask Derek a question like, "You don't think Brad Hebrick is a big league pitcher? Do, <laughs> do you? Do you? <laughs> You're not stupid, right?" <laughs> Let's let's call it. It'll be a new podcast where uh, it's called "Do You Really yeah. with Patrick?" <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But um, anyway, they uh, yeah they they still need some pitching. I mean, Sonny Gray's a big loss. Now you, my prediction is Sonny won't get to the post as much for the Cardinals as he did because it was very unusual for a guy to pitch that many innings. But the, the, we've talked about it before. The big thing. The, the big success of last season and forget Mally was healthy starting pitching. Yep. And does that happen two years in a row? We'll find out. Yep. I guess. But hey, what the heck? We got the uh we got the uh we got uh spring training coming up and I'm making a comeback after a two year absence. I uh, I went from nineteen seventy four to two thousand 21 I missed once because of Clem's basketball team going to the uh the yeah. uh the uh the the sectional the the final eight and now I missed two in a row I got to get down there and get one more peek before it's all over Get down there say hi to say hi to uh Bill Smith and Terry Ryan former <laughs> yeah, Twins GMs right. are going to be roaming around hey, LaBelle had a good column Sunday about how this has got this the only organization that nobody ever leaves you know It's amazing Gardy's at Gardy shows up you know Gardy, at Twins Gardy's Fest. son's the coach Gardy got the run of the place uh, Molly's on the radio it's you know you get you get fired and you just you know you not, it, it was always that way with the poll ads and Dalvin's organization too, but it was always that way with the, with the, with Terry Ryan, cause he was connected to all these guys. You yeah. thought with these guys, they might change, but these guys are still walking around. So Pat last it's, week, it's, or yeah. I heard early last week at Mancini's in St. Paul, there was one table that included Terry Ryan, Bill Smith, Rob Anthony, and a couple others from the previous twins front office. And completely separately and randomly, Joe Maurer and his wife and maybe some other family members also show up Walk at the in. same time to Mancini's. Yeah. Ooh, that it's the great. most provincial yeah. baseball organization, baseball town yes. you're going to find. And Mancini's is the most St. Paul thing of oh, all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mancini's, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. Do you, know yeah. the, you know who's running the bar? The day bar manager in there, Tim Cheetah. There you go. <laughs> she is the Dave Bob. It's amazing. And by the it's a way, bunch of ball guys. By the way, we were talking about all the guys and how close they lived to Dunning Field. You know, the Hall of Famers. Yeah. Tim Cheetah lived two miles away from Dunning Field too. You know, he was that. he was right in there with the Cretan boys too. So he's a Cretan guy too. So that's amazing. Yes, it is. All right. Well, we're gonna. We, you got to get on your uh, your your travel booking situation here. Let's see if you can okay. find a flight to Florida. We'll help the twins, Pat. <laughs> yes, and uh, well, I will uh, be talking to you from uh, Fort Myers on Thursday, and so. we'll pray for the technology. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's I gonna have work. Full confidence. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. There he is, Royce Unchained. Presented today by Zero Res. If you love a clean house and you love to breathe clean air in your house. Maybe you should hire Zero Res 
In fact, you can get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 right now and $75 off your air ducts getting cleaned when you ask for the Score North special. So call 952-ZERO-RES or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special and you'll get that, uh, that the $119 price I just said. So spell it forwards or backwards. It spells the same, Zero Res. 